Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Well, we up in this piece some more. We're giving you everything that we didn't do last week since we only did, I think, like one podcast last week. We didn't do two? I don't remember. Last week was such a blur. Yeah. Um, You know, whenever you have a day off from work, like we had for Memorial Day, I feel like there's three times the work that you have to prepare for. Well, wasn't it this week? Yeah, but I'm just saying that because we had Monday off, oh, yeah. last oh, week yeah. was so busy. Trying to get everything yes. together for it. Mm-hmm. And then with Scott being out, it's been <laughs> a little a little crazy. Poor Scott. Um, so, Scott, not to be like, because I was looking at the podcast um, on iTunes. And, <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me, like, if you, <laughs> like, let's say you maybe have heard of us before in Tampa Bay and you ha- happen to hear one of the promos on the station that's like hey listen to Miguel and Holly Uncensored haha ha, it's crazy and then you look at the past few titles Scotty isn't doing well update on Scotty's mom where has Scotty been oh my gosh what makes that us cry oh, well wow. I mean it's indicative of the state of things okay <laughs> we're just keeping it real we are I, barely I, I, keeping our heads above water <laughs> No, I just thought it was funny when I went to look at it and I was like, well, this sounds like an uplifting. Um, but before we have... Miguel, uh, if it bleeds, it leads. No. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Which we need to talk about that, about this whole like the media thing that people keep saying. We're, we're going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Um, but first, we do yeah. have to sort of go a little bit in depth about Scott. Revealing what he did this morning. Oh, because, yeah, we didn't do it on the podcast yet. Yeah, so, well, I I think we talked about, like, me going through and getting a a coronavirus test a couple weeks ago on the podcast on top of everything else because I got sick and then it kind of went away. But then I got the test because of my smell left. And your, that your was sense my, of sign. Smell. my sense of smell. My sense of smell. You need to say that because it sounds really awkward when you say my smell left. <laughs> it left the room. Yeah. My smell got up and left. It said bye. No, your smell didn't go away because your clothes in the house smell nasty as hell. <laughs> but I did end up getting the results back and I was tested positive for COVID 19. Now, um, Holly's standing on her chair right now. She's just sort of stretching. Yeah. Sorry, I just. I just, I had to move. No, no, you're fine. I feel like a, g- a giraffe or a zebra <laughs> or something. But right now, I have Scott up on video, so I can see him because he's in Vero Beach at his parents' house, and we're here in the studio in St. Pete. Um, but when you said that, Scott, you physically recoiled. Like, when I looked at your face when you said, I have COVID-19, you put your hands yeah. in your head. Like, what, what, what does that mean? Because your body's saying something. I mean, it's just, it feels good weirdly like icky and kind of gross to say it like I've had some time to really process it but the first time I saw that I tested positive like 
everything in me kind of just, it felt so sad. Like my heart literally dropped when I saw the results because it was kind of like a funny thing of like, oh, maybe I have it. And it wasn't until that moment when I saw I was positive where I was like, oh, crap, like I have COVID-19 and then all the thoughts that come with it. Like I am now a carrier and I could give it to somebody else that could really seriously affect them. I'm living at home with my dad and I would like my dad's super healthy, probably healthier than I am. And I would hate to give it to him. And when I first got tested positive, I started just getting really nervous because my mom's in the hospital and we also saw her and my dad was mm. visiting her. And like, if that were to happen and luckily, you know, my dad tested, he got a test and he tested negative and my mom's fine, but it would just be so bad. And right. to think that I have now that within me and I t got tested even a week later to see if it was still in me and it still came out positive. I just feel like this like walking like problem and it makes me feel that now that I have it, I did something wrong. Like I am now part of the problem why it continues to spread. And that feeling is just, it's very unsettling because I did everything I could to be as safe as possible, but still live a life. And I still ended up getting it. And so it just kind of shows that it's like, you could be as careful as possible and like you have to keep your guard up, but you just don't know when you're going to get it. And that's why, that's why it is so important. And I'm going to kind of dive in for like a second, why people need to wear their masks because I was, I was probably positive with it. Let's say like two weeks ago on Monday when I had to rush home to go to my family. And that night, like the next day, like my grandma came into town, my aunt came into town my dad and my brother were all together with me, but I had a, like my body just didn't feel right. And so I took that extra precaution to wear my mask around them, to sit away from them, to keep my distance. And luckily nobody got it. Like if I was just going about my business willy nilly and we even got dinner together and I was sitting next to my grandma, mm. but I still like, I like literally would turn my head to talk. Like I wouldn't face her. As soon as I finished my meal, I put back on my mask. Like she's, you know, in her 80s. If I would have passed this thing on to her, who knows what could have happened. And so it's that part like scares the crap out of me because like I don't know, you know, if I'm still positive right now, but it keeps me on my toes of like I got to be careful around my dad. I got to be careful with like I can't go anywhere. So it's just crazy to see. That's this kind of stuff that pisses me off when people are like somebody tried to even try me on Twitter. Or like I, I obviously was trying to spark some fire with something else, but they came on my Twitter and they're like, well, the pandemic's fake and everything. I'm like, I literally have it. Mm. I literally have coronavirus and you're telling me that it's fake. I went through it. Right. Oh, I'm dealing with it. And so to realize I don't believe in like doing these things that could really help. Like if I didn't do that, there would have been some very serious consequences, whether my dad got it and spread it to my mom or I gave it to my grandma or my brother or my aunt made sure to take those steps just in case before I even knew. And luckily it helped. Now, what do you say to the people that, you know, when we talked about it this morning on the show, you know, you mentioned that you went to North Carolina for your cousin's wedding and there yeah. were 30 to 50 people there, you know, because a lot of people, you know, have had to make that awful decision. If you have a wedding plan, do you cancel it? Do you postpone it? Do you do just, you know, you and your parents at a civil ceremony? 
you know, so but you made the decision to go. And if someone says, well, why would you go? That was irresponsible when there were 30 to 50 people there. Do you have any regrets? Oh, this is it all comes down to your personal things that are going on in your life. For me, I went because I knew no one from my family could go. I knew my my mom couldn't go. Couldn't go my and go and honestly like I don't regret going because this is like my cousin this is the first one in like our little family to get married and it's such an important deal and I wanted to see my family and so I kind of felt like I was representing everything that's kind of going on in my circle right now with my my family stuff with my mom being really sick and I wanted to go honestly for her like I kind of gets me a little emotional right now it's like because that was the plan the plan a couple months ago is that we were all gonna go and it was mm. going to be something because I haven't seen that side of the family in years. So I wanted to make sure, like, no matter what happened, like, I was there for my family. And especially, like, thinking back to, like, my, my grandparents are getting older. I don't get to see my cousins much. And so for me, that was where my line was drawn. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. And I, it is a risk. Anywhere you go is a risk. You go to the grocery store, it's a risk. And I was like, well, my thought process was hopefully the airport would be a little less crowded hopefully you know when i'm there i'm only going to be around a certain amount of people but you know it things weren't exactly as clear as i thought they were going to be like they, like on the air ride back from on the plane it was a little more crowded i was in the middle seat between two people like and you can't really do anything because you're in that moment but right now with everything happening with my family like i'm very happy that i went and i got to be that representative because you just never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so I wanted to at least be there for that side of the family and that experience. I don't fault you for that. I don't. Yeah. Because you do. I mean, th- we're in this weird thing where it's on you to decide what you're, um, com- what you're comfortable with. And my thing is, like, as long as you're trying to be as safe as you can – Sometimes you just got to live that life that you, that is, you know, you went with your family and you wanted to witness that wedding. I don't fault you for that. Yeah. Um, This is, we're, we're in a pandemic, which means the odds of any three of us getting it were, were crazy high. I mean, there's still high odds that Miguel or I could get it from our normal daily activities. Right. You know, Um, and, and I'm with you because when you told us that you, you had it, my heart just sank because I thought how I would feel if I got it and I would feel so guilty slash shameful slash responsible slash like I let everybody down and I can imagine that that's what you were feeling. But yeah. from the other end of it, like I don't feel that way about you. Like I don't feel yeah. like, oh, well, screw Scott. He's out here gallivanting across to the damn U.S. getting COVID. Like chances are it's going to happen at some point to someone in our close circle. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Um, yeah. And that's where it kind of comes down to. Like, I just wanted to you know, make sure that I'm still living my life with the most important things in my life without letting this thing control me. You know, it's really interesting because I'm, I'm with you on that. And I've been a big believer in, you know, read the science, believe the science and do what they tell you because They're professionals. Like lately, I've had a lot of situations pop up in my life where you can either go the professional route, you know, if you have the ability to hire someone to do something or, you know, read the science and and listen to what they say. But then I know some people that are like you hunker down 
in your house and you don't do anything. And I get that. I do, and, too. And, and I get that. And that's a choice, too, by the way. Right. Which is what I'm saying. Like, right. figure out your comfort level. I have friends who haven't left their house since March, pretty much. But then here's the 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 just shitty thing about this this virus is that it affects other people what you yeah. do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, you obviously want to make sure that your grandmother is okay and that your mom and everybody that you came into contact is okay. And, you know, God forbid if, you know, if you were coming home here, you know I mean? Because you came into Chateau Oprah for 15 minutes to pack yeah. your bag and then go home, you know, to Vero Beach. So I don't fault you, but I also, I'm having a hard time understanding the people that are like, well, you shouldn't have went. But then in my mind, I'm like, well, what if some of those family members between now and because we don't know when this is over with, because it's not like, you know, oh, March 30th of 2021, this is over. And here's the shitty thing that I don't want to say when everyone's like, oh, 2020, what a crazy, I hate it. I'm so ready for 2021. There, it isn't going to stop on New Year's Eve. Like, yeah. we're going to be in the same spot we are yeah. on January 1. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like if you do your research, if you believe the science and you do everything that you can that's possible, like, that's all you can do. But you have to live your life yeah. because I can't sit in my house for two years you know, because who knows we're going to get a vaccine and just, like, stop life, you know? This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, like, I think about it in terms of my kid, too. So, and yeah. I, again, this is only my view, and I do not judge others who are doing it differently. Just right. to put the disclaimer out, it was a really tough decision when I had to, you know, do I send Maya back to school or do we do virtual? And the truth of the matter is I'm not set up to really be able to do virtual school with her. I'm simply not able to do it. I, I don't I don't know how. I don't know how we would do it. Right. Um, and on the other hand, I didn't really love the idea anyway because there is something that she gets out of going to school as a second grader that is helpful and beneficial to her. Right. Am I worried that she could contract it at school? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I realize that it is within a very possible realm that she is going to get it. Yeah. Do I think that's going to impact us? Yeah. But I, I don't know how on earth I would have been like, okay, virtual school. Um, well, I literally am, am working. And I mean, I work, our jobs are kind of like all over the place, but the core of our job is, you know, five until noon or something like that. Right. I can't help her during school at that time. Right. And I don't have a person. I mean, I do have a person that could potentially help her, but it's like that's not that's not best practices for them, mm-hmm. for her, for the household. Right. In fact, when she did go back to school, it almost felt like a little bit of some of the heaviness dropped off my shoulders. Mm. Yeah. Because... Since March, it had just been this new routine of I go to work, but then I hurry home immediately to be there for her. And I was getting inundated with, like, my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was feeling depressed, anxious, tired, exhausted, um, you know, 
all these different emotions that would have just continued because it's not like you suddenly one day are not depressed and the next day you are. Right. Any kind of mental issue is a slow build and it's like the the frog in the pan of hot water. Mm. You don't realize you're like, you know, cooked right. until you are. And that's where we were. So like I I get it. I get the people that are able and want to stay home and do virtual schooling with their kids. Yeah. I get it. We're living in scary times. You don't want to get sick. You don't want your family to get sick. Maybe you have a child with um, an underlying condition. I get it. Mm. For me personally, it was not sustainable. And that means that we're now opening up our home to potentially get sick. Right. It's, It's a risk that I had to take because this is life. You cannot just... You're, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Right. Yes, You exactly. can't just insulate yourself. And stop. For me, anyway. Stop living. Right. Because I, it, it just, it wasn't feasible mentally, physically, emotionally. It I couldn't do it. Well, you can just see how it's affecting some people. Like, I'm getting very worried about my mom. And, like, this is the first time that I've ever, you know, been like, Girl, you need to get out and go to a park, go walk, because she is literally just sitting in her house by herself with her dog, working, watching Netflix. And I'm like, she's just burning through shows because she's using my Netflix like you do, Holly. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, I keep meaning to get a new one. No, Thank you for reminding it's me. Fine. Listen, I need this to hold over your head. I need this one thing. So <laughs> just just keep on riding that coattail, girl. Keep on using that Netflix. <laughs> Um, if it wasn't for Umbrella Academy, I'd fucking quit right now. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. But as right. it turns out, I need to know what happens to Klaus. So, <laughs> shame. Are you still on season one, by the way? Um, wait, wait, no, wait. We got to be careful. I know, I, I know. started season two. I think. Mm. Did I finish? Yeah, yeah. No, I just started season. I'm on like the first episode of season two. We saw that one. Mm, yeah. So I like good. the direction it's going in so far. Oh, it's yeah. it's, it's really good. It's yeah. really good. They did. Like, you know how sometimes like a show like that, you're like, where do you go? Right. This was a great second season. And I'll tell you like. Oh, my gosh. Um, They they managed to pull it off again mm. where so much happens. By the time you get to the last episode, you're like, all right, everything's tied up in a nice bow. And then you're like. What the hell? <laughs> I need to know what happens next. Like, yeah. they are doing a fantastic job with the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> so good. Anyway. Um, but, yes, but no, it totally makes sense. Um, Scott, how do you feel physically? I mean, are you still working out? Um, do you still have a six-pack? Um, how's your bowel movements? Um, are how's you? your, no. like, are you <laughs> sweating right, more? Like, what are you, as your you heart beats? interesting about like i'm working out more than i like have in a while like i'm running every day i'm working out i feel fine like i really do i feel like i'm a hundred percent but there are moments where like i don't know what it is whether like i just feel more exhausted maybe my schedule's off but like 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 i was saying on yesterday's podcast where i just i felt exhausted Mm. like it's like a feeling of like legit like i could have just put my head back and just fallen asleep and i don't know if that's the virus or if that's just my schedule's off, but it is something that's like super, it's bothering me because mm-hmm. right before we jumped on this podcast, all of a sudden I was like, okay, oh okay. my gosh. I think that we're, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor in case y'all didn't no, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you fancy yourself <laughs> to be one. I do fancy myself to be one. Tell um, me, Dr. O'Connor. I'm going to go ahead and take a stab in the dark and say it's the virus. 
Like, yes, your schedule is off, but your schedule being off doesn't cause exhaustion. But what does cause exhaustion is this virus. And you last tested positive for it, even though you're not like actively, you know, fever, chills, um, like sweat, like those typical like, you know, flu like symptoms. It's still one of the major things that it does cause is fatigue. And because you're continuing to live like a normal Scott Tavlin non-COVID life, your body is like, bro, I'm also (laughs) trying to fight the coronavirus. Can Mm. you give me a minute? I think that's your body telling you maybe you do need a little extra sleep. It's, I mean, yeah, like yesterday, as soon as we got off, I literally laid on the couch and it was like hours went by where I just like passed out. But it's, you know, my dad was just telling me is like, I guess there was another study out that it's like, if you have it, you probably shouldn't be like working out or running and stuff. Your body needs all the resources to fight the virus. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, and if I still felt like sick, like I don't feel sick. Like right. that's the thing. Like I don't, I, all of those, my smell is back. My taste is back. I Good. don't have a fever. I don't have chills. I don't feel like I did when I knew I had it pretty much. Like I feel fine, except for that one fact of like, probably after this podcast if i start to read like i'm done like i'm just mm-hmm. done for at least two hours right take that so i don't know i don't know take the two hours you're that's your body being like psst, psst. i'm still fighting coronavirus i need to rest <laughs> i need to yeah, yeah. And that's and that's okay like it's good that you're not in that stage of um feeling all the sickness and that you never got um like shortness of breath yeah the respiratory respiratory issues with it because that that's one of the severe forms of it it sounds like you don't have one of the severe forms thankfully luckily um because it can last for months um but again we don't know what this what the side effects are the scariest thing i don't know like i don't know what it's gonna look like next week i feel weird tomorrow i don't know um so today is september 10th when was your last uh test that you had uh, I took a, another test last third, like a week from today. Okay, I took we, a, one week a week ago. ago. Uh huh. So I plan on going back today and getting another test because it got back to me by like the weekend. So I was either going to take one today and one tomorrow, and hopefully they're both negative, and then I can start making my way and plans to come back. But that's if they come back negative. Can I make a suggestion that I just thought of? Um, And I know we're not like big fans of Facebook right now, but if you're on your laptop and you can, you know, get on Facebook, there are COVID groups out there. Um, Remember like long ago at the beginning of this, we talked to my friend Amanda who had had, like the most severe form of COVID at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She said she got a lot of help and info and support from these online Facebook communities of people who, because, and the reason why they're doing so well, these Facebook groups about coronavirus um, survivors and, and, you know, people who have it or had it is just the information sharing because right. there's yeah. so few articles on like real life people that have it. Like all we hear about are, are the numbers or the, um, how to handle like going back to school and whether or not there was going to be a spike after like we're just getting stats we're not getting mm-hmm. actual therapeutic help so if someone may have um coronavirus in the way that you do they might have discovered like some therapeutics to help them so i would recommend finding a facebook group i'll look into it yeah it is weird it's just a weird feeling cuz i like even thinking of coming back feels odd Mm. the fact that eventually I'm going to have to come back to St. Pete, like that just feels a little weird to me and it feels rushed and it 
just that nothing feels right right now. So right. that's the part that kind of just throws me off. And it won't. now I've been here for a while. Right. I mean, and it, it won't. I feel like right now I, I, I keep telling myself that I'm sort of what we said yesterday is I'm learning new lessons in living in the uncomfortableness, you know, because I'm one of those people that when life starts to get really humdrum and regular and there's not something crazy happening that I'm always like, girl, I'm bored. Mm. I'm bored. And so I'm trying to like look at this glass half full of like, all right, I'm really learning how to multitask like on an insane level. Like Abe texted me during the show today and he was like, how are you? And then like an hour later, I was like, I feel like an octopus right now because (laughs) today there was just a lot of elements going on with the show today. And I was just trying to stay focused the entire time. And there's just so much going on right now. And it makes me so tired at the end of the day. But I'm like, all right, but at least I know that I can focus on five different things at one time and still put on somewhat of a decent show (laughs) or something that we're putting out Mm -hmm. uh, to the public. And so we're just living in the uncomfortableness right now. We're just going to be there for a good long time. So it's good to just settle in. Yeah, be, yeah. Become comfortable with being uncomfortable, I guess. Yeah. Um. So is there anything that you're doing to treat it other than just letting it run its course or that's about it? I mean, all I mean, I'm doing the things that I normally do to keep a, a healthy system. It's like I'm eating re- very healthy. I'm drinking a ton of water. I do have my OJ in there and I'm, well, I mean, maybe you're not supposed to, but I'm working out and I'm sleeping as much as I can. How's your... So, I mean, I remember Brooke Baldwin on CNN. Um, she had coronavirus. And I remember when she came back, she said that, like, there was, like, two or three nights where, I mean, she just had, like, the worst sleep terrors. Mm. Um, and just, it was just miserable at night. Have you felt that at all? Not sleep terrors. I mean, like, when it first happened, I was, it was just, like, when I was, super sick with like a flu or a cold in the beginning it's like i went to bed and i was like well like the worst night on tuesday i was like shivering but then i would like just so hot i had such a fever and that's kind of where i was like "Ooh, i don't feel good and i do remember like the that day like i think my family wanted to go do something i was like i i can't like i literally i just feel horrible i'm Mm -hmm. just gonna go lay down and i remember trying to sleep and i couldn't sleep and i laid there for like three hours in my bed of like i feel like crap but I can't get any rest. And so I treated it like a, like a cold then, like I was taking cold medicine. I was drinking a ton of fluids to make sure I'm like passing this thing. But then it ended up being a little more serious than just a cold. Mm. Mm. I did hear good things about vitamin D. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you should have seen Miguel's face. You're, you're listening to the podcast, but if you could Mm. see Miguel's face, it looked like I offered like a tasty treat. Yeah. You got some, (laughs) You got some vitamin D, Scott. Oh man, just a, a supplement. I did, I did. Yeah, you well, did. You, yeah, no, you, yeah. you, you got vitamin D. Oh my god. Well, I got the natural source from the sun. I, was I bet you did get that natural source of vitamin well, D. Extra spike of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Heard good things. Um. Okay, good. Again, because I'm a medical doctor. So. <laughs> yes, just of so course. You all know. Well, I'm glad that you're doing better and that you're you're feeling all right. And you know, we're here for you. And um. I just it there's nothing else to be said other than it just it sucked that you have to go through it. And, you know, hopefully it, throughout this entire process, another one of us won't get sick and have to do it. Uh, the show from the house. Cause I don't know how that would work. I, I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just 
we've been lucky. Yeah. Um, I know that we've all been safe, but it sometimes just comes down to luck. Yeah. You could get yeah. it from ordering takeout delivered to your house. Yeah, because I was exactly. on a plane just like you. I mean, I was on a plane at the end of July. I went up to Buffalo when Abe was up there. Mm-hmm. I was on the plane, but I think that was still when people were super nervous. And so, it you know, everyone had a road to themselves unless you were family. So I didn't have to wow. sit on a full plane like Tampa International was empty buffalo niagara falls airport was empty um so i was very lucky that i went in july but now hearing this and i think i saw on fox 13 this morning that tpa had the most people since march in it over the past um i think over the past memorial day weekend labor day labor day weekend so you'll be okay we'll get through it yeah, I mean, I just recommend if you're just like try to stay away from large groups of people. Like that's that's my recommendation because there's just so many people that just don't care, yeah. and they could probably just be spreading it all around. So I'd stay away from them. So moving into you know talking about coronavirus and cable news and people's beliefs, how some people aren't taking it seriously. I have been noticing recently that. People, excuse me, not recently, but over the past four years. Oh, mm-hmm. the media is evil. It's the horrible. media, the MSM, they're 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 biased. They're and can I just I I I have to say this publicly somewhere, yeah. and you know, might as well say it here. We don't do this sort of talk on our morning show. And I feel like my thumbs would get tired trying to type it out on Instagram. That's what I'm saying. So let me just say one thing. Let me just get on my high horse for a second. Get on up. When it comes to the media, you have to realize that media is run by people. These are human beings. Human beings with life experiences, with feelings and emotions and their own biases. Most people, not all, most people that work in the media hold themselves up to a high journalistic standard. Look at their body of work on how they go very far to get you the news. So there is a difference between when you read a New York Times article or you read a Fox 13 here in Tampa Bay article or a Tampa Bay Times article. There is a difference between fact when they say Scott Tavlin, who works at WPOI Hot 101.5, has coronavirus. That is fact. A sentence that is opinion is dumbass Scott Tavlin got COVID <laughs> who works at shitty radio station Hot 101.5. Those are opinions. There is a difference. So we as a society need to understand the difference between fact and opinion. When you watch MSNBC, Fox News, CNN in the evening times, those are opinion shows. Correct. When Chris Cuomo, when Sean Hannity, when Rachel Maddow are giving you the news and opinions, those are opinions. When you are watching it during the day and they're giving you, they're like, all right, let's go to this doctor. Let's go to this guest. They are telling you what is happening right now. Is there a bias? Probably so. Because but I feel like these people, people are biased. Yeah. They are. Everyone's biased. Every Not one fucking person is not biased. Everyone's biased. But they try their hardest to 
and let you know what's happening so you can make a decision. I am so freaking tired of hearing people say, the media, the media, the media. Well, how do you want to get your information? What are they supposed to do? I am so over that because people don't realize what journalists go through. And that was a career that I was about to go in. And then I realized, eh, I'm not that serious. I like to be serious, but I also like to be crazy. And, Man, you know, that was the get, same thing I thought. Right. I, that's why I'm like, I can't be a news anchor. Right. I was like, I like to get hot dogs launched at my face when we when I lose headphone karaoke. Same. I like that. But then I also want to talk about politics. But these people like just Look at the news. Like, look at Wolf Blitzer. Look at it. People, even on Fox News or on MSNBC, they're there working all the time to make sure that you get the information you need in a very scary time. They're not peddling in fear. They're trying to tell you what you need to know. They don't have to fucking make it super crazy and dramatic. It already is dramatic because people are dying. Mm-hmm. But so- I, I want to circle back really quick to a point that you just made. Where do you get your news? And again, it goes back to the first point that you made, which is there is a difference between fact and opinion, and you have to be so careful about where you're getting the quote-unquote news. If your news comes from leansliberal.biz or (laughs) baldeaglelovestrump.org, that's not news. Right. My mm. mom gets this um, newspaper, the, the the National Catholic Register. Mm. Oh, Does it offer some stories on things that are happening in the world? Yes. Right. Is it hard news? No, because it's obviously biased toward the Catholic Church. Right. And that's not news. That's, that's a form of news with a Catholic slant. So if you're going to go with that, you're getting opinion right. mixed in. Or if you're getting, you know, your staff, if for God's sake, you are getting your news from like a highly circulated meme with a, a block of text under it mm. on Facebook. Yes. Also not news. If you're getting your news from a man that's sitting with a close up and not quite looking at the camera, but looking off camera (laughs) with like, you know, his um, uh, camo hat on in black and white telling you what's really happening. Also not news. These are not news sources. Mm -hmm. These are people with opinions who love the spotlight. And money. And money. And, um, you know, they feel like maybe they weren't the smartest in school or the most advantageous or something. And this piece of information that they're like, I know about something. I'm going to pass it on because now I'm smart. I'm sorry, you're still not smart Mm -hmm. because that's not news. Right. And the reason that actual journalists are so incensed about these type of things is because I'm not even a journalist. I'm I'm in the media technically. We're on the radio, but even we had to go through training right. that says and the very the very basics, check your sources. Absolutely. Where oh. are you getting this information from? Where it, where are you getting this information? And lately, that's why one of the reasons I had to delete Facebook off my phone because I got so tired of being like where are your sources? Right. Well, never mind that. No, 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 no. You don't get to never mind it. Mm-hmm. You get your source and then you state it to me. Just like doctors do when they put out 
a thesis or a research uh, paper or like a peer-reviewed published piece, where are your sources? And that's the thing is- It's you, not hard. And it's okay to get your information from- you know, the, uh, the the cone of belief that you're in. Like, if you look at my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I follow a lot of black news, a lot of LGBTQ news, and Tampa Bay news. Because they're going to put a spotlight on different right. parts. Because there are things that I, met, I might not necessarily, that might not necessarily catch the attention of a Tampa Bay Times or something. So, mm-hmm. but I know that when I see from you know, one of my gay news sources like out.com or The Advocate or from uh, the HRC Human Rights Campaign or whatever, I will see the article and I'll be like, oh, well, that's interesting. And it'll be like, Trump administration did this. And you know what I do? I read their article and then I go Google because I know that that's coming from their perspective. And then I Google Trump administration. uh, Oh, like last week, this is what happened when... I saw someone put on Instagram where it was like the Trump administration wants to take away diversity training in the government. And I was like, well, that sounds really extreme. Well, let me Google it and see if any other sources um, have uh, reported on it. So then I came across. um, Oh, my gosh. What is the wire service? The AP had reported on it. And then it was NBC News and then CBS News, which usually those are pretty, here are the facts, here is what happened. As a quick side tangent, Mm -hmm. I posted on Facebook before I got rid of it, um, a a source that goes through and everybody, this is what I love. People don't want to argue with you. They're like, well, where do those people get their sources? I'm like, okay, everyone is a little bit biased. But they even showed you, they had a page on how they... um, how they figured out which news sources had which biases. And they listed, like, almost every news source on the planet. I mean, down to, like, the Daily Beast, but then, like, BBC. And Mm. the ones that were sort of, like, they they had a a graph where it's, like, are you left-leaning, right-leaning? Are you, do you sometimes post theory and opinion, or do you stick to facts? And, like, the ones that are consistently in the middle are like the AP mm-hmm. or BBC and they had mm-hmm. like a couple of those ones and I think CBS was up there too. CBS tends to be pretty yeah. neutral leaning for the most part. Because they don't have a cable network and they so don't. they just report here's what's happening. Right. So like you have to go with that to see like am I getting biased information from other places um, and where is the source coming from? So back to that right. I wanted to say like those are some of the good sources that can give you just straight fact. And that's what I did. I wanted to understand what is actually happening or is this like an offshoot of the Trump administration who just mentioned this in passing to someone? And no, there it was at a clear as day. Like, that's what he wants to do. He said that I don't remember. I don't want to even misquote him. But yes, that was true. So all I'm saying is if you're going to share stuff and if you're going yeah. to go into battle, just make sure before you make a decision that you're actually reading the source and then stop attacking, um, you know, the people that are putting their life on the line to make sure that we understand the truth because it's not possible for us here in Tampa Bay or if you're listening from San Diego or somewhere else or Atlanta uh, to know what's happening directly in Washington. And then when people are like, well, the reporters are asking Trump all these questions and of course I'd get agitated. He is the leader of the free world. He signed up for that job. You have to answer those questions. And if you don't, then you're going to get attacked because you're making decisions 
for 300 plus million people. And I would expect that from a Republican president, a liberal, a, a Democrat, Republican or a Republican, Democrat, Democrat president, Republican or independent. Yes. I just <laughs> want to make sure that you have the entire country's best interests at heart. And yeah. they are the gatekeepers to make sure that they the politicians are held accountable in soapbox. You're right. That's all I get. I just I guess it's just difficult because we come from so much training in that area. Right. To see people that but and then the other thing that makes me so so irritated and the second reason I had to get off of Facebook for the most part was because of conspiracy theories that have cropped mm. up yes. along amongst, no, amongst all this because with scary times come a lot of conspiracy theories because sometimes dealing with a conspiracy theory and don't get me wrong, like sometimes conspiracies are real. Look at Watergate. Boring as hell, but Watergate was a conspiracy that turned out God, to be. A I'd thing. love a conspiracy like Watergate yeah, just breaking into an office. Know, Jeez. Right? Office building. Ugh. But like, so yes, conspiracies are real, but conspiracy theories tend to spin out into the wildly uh, inappropriate or like crazy to think of. And they happen a lot around. Um, like big scary events mm -hmm. because some people would rather think about that craziness and how they can dig into it than deal with the actual scary thing that's happening in real life. Mm. And the problem with conspiracy theories is that they're so difficult. Once you're like in the weeds of it, yeah. it's really enticing. I've gotten into conspiracy theories when we were unemployed. I was all in like every conspiracy theory possible because it's fun almost. It's fun. It gives you purpose. You're like, I'm uncovering a secret. Like I went to yeah. Quantico. Mm -hmm. But again, there's a lot of people that say they have information, but where are your sources? Exactly. And then the people that are, are, you know, building up these, they're like, they don't need sources. The sources were off the record or that's why the mainstream media isn't covering them because they're all in on it. Or <laughs> it's not real like you think it is. Because if it were, wouldn't someone be doing something more about, like, are you telling me the entire world is in on this? And only you, reading, scrolling through Facebook, knows the truth. If you really want to have your mind blown, there are some podcasts, there are some documentaries on the whole QAnon movement. I can't. Just? I, I can't. If you really want to just go down a rabbit hole. Wait, and now, are you meaning like if you're a part of that group and you want to read more about it? No, no, because... I'm saying if you've heard maybe it mentioned QAnon and you're like, wait, what is this? Oh, yeah, that was me about three months ago when I was blissfully unaware that it existed. Well, there are uh, some uh, documentaries and series about it, and it's just, it's, it's scary. Like on TV or on On TV on and, podcasts. and podcasts as well. It scares me so much because that is, it. that's like to me from just, and I haven't like done a deep dive into it because I get so frustrated, but um, we're talking like high level people who are propagating that. Yeah. And it's almost like it has the potential to become the new McCarthyism oh, or it like is. the new Salem witch hunt trials it absolutely in 2020. Is. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. we're talking like, you know, the old school torches and pitchforks, but now it's like, we're just going to shoot up a restaurant with an AK 47. And it happened. Yeah.
If you if you want some links, you can slide up in my DMs at Miguel Fuller on Insta, and I can send you some podcasts that talk about it. Um, and obviously, knowing that the person doing the reporting has a slant, obviously, but right. usually what they're saying is this is what they believe. So, all right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, now I'm stressed out. Don't be stressed out. Be blessed. <sighs> okay. There you go. I like that. Be blessed. Don't be stressed. Be blessed. Scott, what's your information? Yeah. Oh, you could get my... No. Uh, my uh, your what? Instagram is... I was going to like give my social security. Ah. Oh, you don't even... get my information. I'll do that. No, no, okay, no. No, you can find me on Instagram, at Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And Holly on Hot 101.5 on Facebook. Make sure if you see us out and about, say platypus. Yes. Uh, and you can always tweet or Insta tag us when you're listening uh, to the show on Instagram or Twitter and say, hey, I'm listening. Just like I know Doe Eyes does mm-hmm. and Francisco and Laura uh, Topline. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, don't forget, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure to rate and review. And if you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, just shoot me an email with your name and address. Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Bye. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.